and welcome to Donna Martin Graduates, a podcast where we watch every episode of Beverly Hills 90210 in order and have a love-hate relationship with Brenda. We still record at the Old Dodge Hotel, which is still right down the street from the Bellash, in a seedier part of Beverly Hills. And I'm tired of talking about the lack of room service. And I'm pretty sure this is actually just a basement in somebody's house. Whose house would it be? Mm. I'm one of your hosts, Andrea, not Andrea. And I'm Kelly, and Oreo has released their white fudge-covered Oreos. Happy Holidays! Hooray! And this week we watched Season 1, Episode 17, Fame is Where You Find It. This week's episode starts at a park where children are playing on park equipment, and then we see some nerd rollerblading with knee pads on. The camera pans up, and we realize that nerd is Brandon, rollerblading while holding a hockey stick. There's a lot to unpack here. Why is Brandon so in love with denim coats? I mean, he wears them literally all the time. Spring, denim coat. Summer, denim coat. Fall, denim coat. Winter, leather coat. Exercising, denim coat. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So next, he's rollerblading on the sidewalk, surrounding the park equipment, realistically, a circle. Despite wearing knee pads and some sort of hockey glove, he doesn't drop the stick until he comes to a full stop. And he's using one of those plastic balls that come from a ball pit. I don't really understand the effectiveness of any of it. It's Brandon. Nothing makes sense with that dude. So meanwhile, in another part of the park, a family leaves their picnic spot to go fly a kite. And it's as lame as it sounds. And a young man in a trench coat, so we know he's bad, suddenly appears from behind a tree and slips a purse off the table. And he stops several feet away to go through the purse. Um, If you're thieving why wouldn't you just keep running and do that later (laughs) oh because there's a curly haired girl in a sweater vest that's gotta lecture him about some stuff first of course this is beverly hills yes and then someone yells cut from a distance it's la so apparently they're filming something the assistant i'm assuming who must have decided to leave la so she could go live directly under monica and rachel and make really loud sex noises Yes, yes, give it to me now. Yes. That's her. Yep. Uh, Tells the director that an extra is sick. And the director explains that because it's an extra, they should be able just to get any jerk off the street to do it. Then they see the quintessential jerk off the street. Dun, dun, dun. Brandon, playing hockey next to a playground full of kids. (laughs) The assistant approaches him and explains what she is looking for, and he agrees. It's for a TV show that Brenda who we never actually see watch TV, is obsessed with. Brandon, who's now wearing a pink do-rag, which is just so problematic, um, he heads into the makeup trailer where the curly-haired girl from earlier is sitting. I had to say that slow because I was a curly-haired girl. I was like 10. Yeah, it's a lot for me. Okay. So he tells her that he is supposed to get more of a tan, and she starts blowing on a sponge at that and then dabs his face. And he eventually realizes that she's the main actress, Lydia Leeds. And they have their scene together. Brandon does well, and Lydia seems to like him. So well, in fact, that after he returns home, he gets a call from the show asking him to become a recurring character. Brenda is obviously jealous. And that was even before she noticed that her headband took over half of her head. (laughs) Her headband, I tell you. Brandon asks Brenda to cover for him at the Peach Pit, and she is less than thrilled, but she agrees after he bribes her. 
And after letting Nat in on the news, he swears that he's just a regular guy from Minnesota. Brandon swears, not Nat. That would be weird. <laughs> the next day at school, David announces that uh, Brandon's gotten a role on the show and the girls come swarming. And Brenda insists that she's the one with all the talent in the family. And then she does some pretty horrible impressions. And I'm not sure what they were impressions of, so I can't tell you. Uh, that's how good she was. They weren't good. Let's just go with that. No. Lydia shows up to school in the limo to pick Brandon up for a scene. It's a kissing scene, and Brandon apparently does well. It was hard for me to tell, given me given my opinion of his kissing ability. And that night, he is headed to an industry party, much to Jim's chagrin. It is important to note that Jim isn't happy, but still lets him attend, because he has completely different rules for his male and female twins. Lydia picks Brandon up at the house, and she and Brenda don't seem to hit it off very well. Mm -mm. It's hard to say whose fault that is either. No. Brenda also doesn't really seem to hit it off at the peach pit, where for some reason she's the only waitress working. She forgets people's orders and spills soup on customers, but her hair looks pretty fabulous. Meanwhile, Brandon and Lydia are working the industry party. They approach Melissa Rivers, who apparently hates Lydia. And Melissa warns Brandon that he is just the flavor of the week. Then Lydia tells her goodbye. You walked up to her. She was at that spot first. You should just walk away. Anyway, they talk about Brandon's first day as an actor, and he tells Lydia that he's been told he's a good kisser. Uh, okay, Brandon, by who? I mean, someone who isn't bothered by slurping? Has to be. Yeah. She asks him if he wants to dance, and he responds with, sure. What are they doing? Did no dancing thing just happen suddenly? Because he is definitely anti-dancing in the next few seasons. Maybe he made a visit to that town in Footloose. Maybe. Where there's no dancing allowed. Uh, at the Peach Pit, Brenda angrily ties up the trash and then cries as the bottom spills out when she stands up. And then we're back at the party and Lydia and Brandon are shuffling along the floor. That's them dancing. When an actor from the show and Lydia's ex shows up to the party. Lydia spots him and starts making out with Brandon, who is unaware she is only doing it to make Sean, the actor guy, jealous. And can I say that it's creepy when people are kissing and then a person is looking at another person while you're kissing? Like when your eyes are open yes. and you're not even focusing? Yes. Weird. Anyway, I did that once with a guy I was dating, but I was actually looking like around the room, noting what groceries we were missing. That's when I knew it wasn't going to work out. I'll allow it. <laughs> Brandon and Brenda argue over Brenda working at the peach pit. He doesn't want to. And Brandon asks if Brenda is insinuating that he has gone Hollywood. Brenda responds that the old Brandon would never fall for such a self-centered, superficial snob who hates alliteration. Brandon tells his sister that she doesn't know anything about Lydia. And she tells him he's changed. He slips a pair of sunglasses on in the house and reports, maybe for the better. Maybe you're giving yourself way too much credit there, bub. Brenda complains about Brandon and her piss-poor performance at the Peach Pit. Guess who doesn't hate alliteration? <laughs> uh, to Donna and Kelly, who is sporting a fashion-forward daisy denim jacket. It's pretty. It is. And Kelly suggests she, did, she shouldn't take it so seriously. And Brenda replies, should I just act like I know what I'm doing? I mean, why start now? And why is she taking such small pieces of chips? <laughs> It's like all she has is the stuff at the bottom of the bag. She but, is the twin that everybody doesn't like. Yeah. How is that possible? <laughs> they shouldn't like either one of them. 
but whatever she says gives her an epiphany. And it's not about her driving this time. Aww. So Brandon heads to set, still wearing his sunglasses inside, where he discovers his big scene with Lydia has been cut, and her ex, Sean, suddenly has come to terms with the producer and is back on set and spending time with Lydia. Hmm. Brandon is suddenly feeling like a chess piece. Um. <laughs> Meanwhile, at the Peach Pit, Brenda is trying out one of her accents, some hormone glasses, and a new hair nose. She is now Levine. Oh, God. It was almost <laughs> as bad as hers. <laughs> oh, <laughs> a waitress with apparently an old-timey gangster <laughs> voice who likes to call people sweetheart in hallways. Laverne is a much better waitress than Brenda, but maybe that's because there's only one customer. Nat is not sure what to think, so he just stands there holding the coffee pot. You know, real managerial type stuff. Back on set, Brandon's new scene involves him making out with Lydia, only to be confronted by Sean and a glass of water. The scene has to be shot over and over, and suddenly the glass becomes a pitcher of water. Brenda Laverne becomes a popular fixture at the Peach Pit. In the matter of a few hours, apparently word travels fast. <laughs> People are like, oh, look, a Fuddrockers. <laughs> and Brandon and the director go at it, like argue. Wow. Let's not be sick, guys. <laughs> After a take, and the director threatens to recast. Ooh. And then Brandon looks down because he's doing what? He's thinking. He's thinking. Back at the Peach Pit, Lavoine. Kelly and Donna have time to learn all the words to It's My Party and some choreograph. Although I can't say choreography. Choreography. Yeah, that. <laughs> Clearly you were never a dancer. I didn't. So. You missed my hands. I did. I didn't see my hands when she I She had that. spirit fingers. No, that was my uh, oh. showgirl's hands. Oh. I'm a dancer. Oh. Don't I totally remind you of Jesse Spano? Yes. Okay. With blonde hair. I see it Excessive now. glitter eye makeup. I see it now. Anyway, nobody has sex like that in a pool. Nope. Let's just, I mean, I'm men lower your expectations. If a woman actually agrees to do it with you in a pool, that's not what it's going to look like. Just to let you know. So there's some Asian dude that's really getting down to a completely different song. Uh, other than it's my party. And Andrea is there having a really good hair day. It's, it's good hair days all around this yeah. episode. And no one seems to mind that they aren't getting their food. Or that Kelly and Donna are behind the counter, flinging their blonde hair everywhere. Put a hairnet on, ladies. Right? Brandon pops in, and Andrea asks if he'll write a behind-the-scenes story, but he seems less than enthused. That attitude continues into the next morning when Jim and Cindy talk to him over breakfast. And Jim tells him that he sounds like an old pro, a real veteran. And Brandon says, of which war? Oh, my God. I thought Brenda was melodramatic. I mean, Brenda raked in a lot of money in tips, and she says she's saving it for something special. We'll be right back after a word from our sponsors. Hey, Andrea. Hey, Kelly. Have you ever made a purchase online or stayed somewhere that you uh, saw online? I have. And have you ever left a review for any of those things? I have. Have you gone online and read any reviews before you've purchased or stayed somewhere? Yes, I have. Like the sugar-free gummy bears? I didn't stay in sugar-free gummy bears, but yes, I've read those reviews quite a few times. Well, I read a review about a goat farm in California, and people left positive reviews, but there was a spider that crawled in my hair and a grasshopper in the shower with me, so I wish we never would have stayed there. Oh, bummer. 
So Beach Too Sandy, Water Too Wet is a comedy podcast featuring brother and sister Alex and Christine as they recap dramatic readings of one-star reviews written by real people with not-so-real problems. Like the goat farm. Like the goat farm. Whether it's a bar's no-throw-up policy, a barista who's just too friendly, or a school psychologist's fashion sense, reviewers complain about it all. And so prepare for equal amounts of laughter and eye-rolling. Kind of like this podcast. Exactly. Each week, Alex and Christine cover topics ranging from strip clubs in Vegas, ghost tours in New Orleans. I've been to a ghost tour in Vegas and a strip club in New Orleans. Does that count? Probably. Oh, perfect. Or DMVs in Phoenix. I have not done that. Nope. They nobly delve into the cesspools of Yelp, TripAdvisor, and other review sites to find you the best of the worst. Indeed. So listen to Beach Too Sandy, Water Too Wet on Spotify, Anchor, and Apple Podcasts, or any of your favorite podcast apps. You can also find them on all social media platforms at Beach Too Sandy. Bye! Bye. Uh, Lydia tracks Brandon down at the park where he's playing hockey again, and there's a lot of fake leather swishing during the scene, and I'm trying to decide if it's her leather or her bomber jacket or his hockey gloves. And she tells Brandon that he wasn't just the flavor of the month. <laughs> Lydia tells him that the director was impressed with his dailies and is testing them out to see about more work for him. She then tells him they will keep in touch, so we know they won't. And she was never seen from again. Well, she was, because we see her in the oh, yeah. show that night. Then she's never seen Then she'll again. never So everyone's at the Walsh house for Brandon's big premiere episode, and Cindy is serving cake the heck that's what you do when you have a big scene in a tv show you get cake i guess i liked that kelly was like where's it from and steve was like stop being a cake snob it's from hy-vee it's got the really good frosting <laughs> of cream not old town <laughs> um so they all wait anxiously and drum roll please his scene is cut so it's super awkward and everyone tries to make him feel better Thank God there's cake! Yay! Yay! With whipped cream frosting! Yay! <laughs> Brenda gives Brandon the keys to the peach pit back, and he tells her that she can keep the job. And she's like, I work three whole shifts. I'm exhausted. And then she reveals that she made enough money to pay for acting lessons. Thank God. Somebody should. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and, and that's the end of this episode. It is! There's a lot of do-rags in this episode. Yes. And and that makes me uncomfortable because there's a, uh, you know, Jason Priestley is Canadian. He's also from Minnesota, so I guess they're kind of the same thing. They say a boot. A boot. So. Um, so this week's uh, issue of the week. Fame. Don't let it go to your head when you've only had a bit part. I wanted to sing that uh, song from Pretty Woman, but I can't remember. Fame. Yeah, that song. That's by David Bowie. Yep. It's a pretty woman song. I did like, well, the title, the title is Fame, where you find, fame is Where You Find It, and it made me think of Vogue. Yeah. I, but that's I knew Beauty. that you started singing that. Beauty's Where You Find It. Yeah. So. Oh, yeah, I was. Sorry. <laughs> Sometimes I forget things. And, of course, uh, Brandon's girlfriend of the week is Lydia, Lydia. Leeds. Lydia Leeds. Sounds like a Sweet Valley High character name. It does. And she kind of looked like a Sweet Valley High character, too. Mm. She kind of had that perfect waff of a, a poof a going on. Curls. And her she wore a sweater curls. vest. 
Hey, I like sweater vests. No blazers in this episode. Because she was a hot, she's Hollywood elite. Only the, the no-namers wear blazers. Oh. And silk vests. Thank you for breaking that down for me. No problem. <laughs> Although I will say I have referred, like if I've been doing poorly at something, I have been like, maybe I'll just pretend like I'm good at this. Taking my own cue from Lavoyen. 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 And it never works. Just like it didn't work with her. But didn't it work with her? I mean, clearly not so well because she only did it for three days. I suppose, but she made a lot of tips. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah. So, do you have anything to share with the class this week? I've just been listening to, I almost said Netflix, Dateline. That's that's the podcast I've been listening to, right? I listened to that yesterday, like... So I've been listening to it at work. I think I listened to about six hours of Dateline yesterday. Yeah. And sometimes it would be nice to actually have the visual, not just the, the audio. You hear the sound and you yeah. know that, that they're like, showing you something that you sh- you should be looking at something, but you can't because it's a podcast. Yeah. I, if anybody ever, like if something happens to me and they go through my search history on my computer at work and my computer at home, it's just like all murders. <laughs> so they're going to be really frightened and they're going to go the wrong direction because that's all apparently I Google. Because I'll listen to one of those cases and I'll be like, I wonder what these people look like. And then I'll pull all of it. I do that too. And it's never what I think they'd look like. Nope. Nope. It's sure not. I listened uh, to yesterday the this one that I had to look up about a guy who killed his business partner and then pretended to be his business partner on emails to his family and stuff for like six months. And his family didn't suspect anything that he wasn't home for six months. He said that he was on a he was traveling. Huh. Yeah, it was real suspicious. I don't think he had a good relationship with his family then. Yeah, well, I mean, I think he did, but he just was kind of one of those like he would pick up and travel type of people, I guess. And I don't know, it was shady. Clearly, the guy killed him. The guy killed him for money. That's why people always kill each other for money, money. or love. Yeah. I don't have either one of those, so I'm safe. <laughs> don't tell my husband. I won't see anything else. So how was your trip? Um, It was good. I saw a rattlesnake. Welcome to Arizona. There's a snake in my boot. And then I got grounded from the backyard. Because <laughs> it was in the backyard. Oh, okay. Because we went, Brady and I went exploring in their backyard, and they live in, like, a retirement community, so it's all shared, like, villas and they're all attached to each other so they all have this common space in the back and we were out exploring and there was like a little it's a very small incline and there was kind of a hole dug out in the rocks and so I took a look in there and I was like oh there's a snake like we should probably go back in the house so I calmly told Brady there was a snake and we headed back into the house and I was trying to describe it to Chris's dad and he's like oh that sounds like a gopher snake I'm like, hmm, a, gopher a gopher snake. So snake. there's a specific snake that just eats gophers? Uh, apparently, but it was oh. non-venomous. So I was like, oh, that's good. Uh, but I looked up pictures of it and I'm like, mm, that doesn't really look like the snake that I saw. So the next day, everybody went to the zoo, but Patrick and I. And I was like, I'm going to go look and see if maybe it's out there. And sure enough, it was still sleeping in its little hidey hole. And so I took a picture of it and I sent it to Chris's dad at the zoo, or I sent it to Chris and Chris showed his dad. 
And he's like, uh, my dad said that's a rattlesnake. And my mom said you're not allowed in the backyard anymore. Amazing. So, yeah, that's my story of the rattlesnake. Gotcha. So you got, uh, you took a hike and you didn't die. I didn't. And we went up into the mountains. And you didn't die. And I didn't die. Because notice that, you know, hiking and going into mountains and things are also ways that you can die. Oh, no, I definitely, uh, as we were driving up the mountainside, there were all these little, like, things off to the side where you could park and go hiking. And I definitely noted, like, people have been murdered up here, most definitely. (laughs) (laughs) Chris's mom laughed. That murderino mentality. Yeah. Friday night when we were at Trivia, I said, like, I've watched enough true crime podcasts or listened to enough true crime podcasts to watch enough Dateline. I could get rid of a body. <laughs> oh, heck yeah. When I uh, when I was off for surgery, I got addicted to the ID network. And so I watched it all the time. Exactly. Chris, and Chris was like, I'm a little worried that you're watching so much <laughs> of this. And I said, Chris, let's be real. My master's degree is in law enforcement. And my undergrad degree is in pre-law. If I wanted to kill you and get away with it, I could do it without watching all of these shows. I took criminology classes. I took evidence classes. I know how to do all of this stuff. So don't get out of line, foo. <laughs> um, did you know that uh, a pack of um, crows is called a, a murder? murder? I did. I learned that the other night, too. Oh, yeah, I knew that. It was groups of things that was the category in the trivia. Groups of things. Mm. You know, I I knew most of the trivia questions. The ones that were pop culture and Did you guys win? No, we did not. Clearly, you didn't know all of them then, Andrea. No, <laughs> it was... Andrea. It was uh, questions about... There was a category called Colorful Map. Ooh. And you had to know names of things that were colors, like the Red River. What states do it border? Who knows that? Not me. Brady probably would have. He knows geography and architecture. So, yeah, that was... Uh, yeah, I don't really have much to report either. I did trivia this week. That was fun. And I've been listening to, I've been listening to, I finished um, Over the Top by Jonathan Van Ness on Audible. It was delightful. He made me cry. Oh, you weren't talking about the Sylvester Stallone movie? No, but I have that movie. <laughs> if anything, for the Kenny Loggins song, Meet Me Halfway. You could probably just download the song, but no, that's neither here nor there. Oh, you need it. You need the movie, too. I mean, come on. Doesn't everybody need a movie about arm wrestling? Truck drivers who arm wrestle? Mm, I think there's a very specific subset of humanity that needs that movie. (laughs) And you are part of it, apparently. I am. You know, what can I say? So Uh, you finished the book. I finished the book. I started uh, Catch and Kill by Ronan Farrow. I saw that on your Instagram. Uh, so far, it's pretty good. Um, went to therapy this week. He told me I need to listen to or read a book called The Body Keeps Score, which is about getting over your trauma. I think somebody on my Instagram is actually reading that. I don't know who it is. So I'm going to start listening to that on Audible probably Tuesday when I'm back at work. And I haven't really watched much this week. I did watch, um, started watching the holiday episodes of the Great British Baking Show because the regular episodes are over. I'm sad about that. But, and then, oh, I watched a documentary about the Apollo and I watched a documentary about Mom's Mabley. And I think that's everything that I've watched. 
Interesting. <laughs> Your interesting was very NPR. <laughs> I don't think I watched anything except CNN. That's what my in-laws like to watch. That and the, um, not DIY Network. What is the one that Chip and Joanna are on? Home and Garden? No. I don't know. Which, I don't watch them. Oh, uh, well, yeah, that's what channel, that's what channels they watched. So, um, that's what I watch. And I've watched Christmas movies since I've gotten, since I've been home, since I've gotten home. Since you've gotten home? I've watched Christmas movies when I've had time. Oh, I really want to go see Last Christmas. I know. It does look good. I've heard there's a big twist ending. Oh, interesting. So I really want to go see that. Um, yeah, so... I think that's pretty much catched, caught up on us. Catched up. I did chop all my hair off. You did. I like it. <laughs> Even if you don't. You're a liar. So, <laughs> so actually what the deal is, is I've had extensions in for the last four years. Oh. Yeah. Because I got, when I got sick uh, and lost a bunch, after I got sick and lost a bunch of weight, I lost a bunch of hair and started wearing extensions and then it just became cyclical. Like it was too thin. Like if I would take them out, it was super thin. And so I would put them back in, but then they were making it thin. So I've just been so self-conscious that I have left them in for the last four years. And it's just been a lot of like reapplying and they're, you know, they're not looking as healthy and it's really expensive. And I've gone through, I don't know how many different bags because they get bad after a while and I just got tired of all of it and I had no idea yeah took them out and I mean they were still still ended up cutting about four inches of hair off too because uh used to be my hair was very thick like very very thick and then after I got sick it got very thin so I didn't know what to do with it uh and so when I went to my friend who is also a stylist she told me I needed to and I had an idea of what I wanted anyway but she told me I was going to need to cut a considerable amount of my scraggly ends off in order to get it to even probably be thick again. So that is what I did. And yeah, when my, uh, one of my friends had uh, weight loss surgery and she lost a bunch of weight and her hair got thinned out, but she cut her hair off like she cut it super short. And then when it like grew back in, suddenly she has curly hair. Yeah. I'm like, how does, how I need, to do I need to do something because I have wanted curly hair my entire freaking life and my hair is straight as sticks. You can get a perm. It's I, probably better than the alternative. I have thought about getting a perm because a friend of mine it's just, another friend of mine just got a perm and yeah. her hair is awesome. Yeah, I love it. Kid now. So I've been thinking about it. I did have a friend well, a friend whose daughter had cancer and had chemo. And lost all of her hair. And when it started growing back in, it grew back in uh, curly. So. I've almost really thought about that I should. I wonder if I it. shaved my head and, and then see what happens when it grows back in. I'm not sure how any of the people in my life would feel about that, though. Yeah. It might be kind of weird. I just figured I'm 43 and I've been married for a long time and I have nobody to impress. So if now, if there's ever a time to be okay with chopping all my hair off now is then. So then we'll give it some time and hopefully it'll grow back to the way it used to be. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. So there's probably going to be less and less pictures of us. (laughs) 
as a host as there used to be uh, for the next year or so <laughs> until it starts to grow back. But it's fine. Or like, I'm just going to repost old photos. There you go. <laughs> Look at me. This is when I was 42. Blonde and long hair. All right. Okay. Well, that is it. So you can find us all over the social media network. We have a Patreon, but I don't know what to do with it. So <laughs> tune in next time and I can tell you if you want to donate. So remember to rate, review, and subscribe. We like them five-star reviews. Help us help us out. We do. And we're on Instagram at Donna Martin Graduates Podcast, Twitter at Graduates Donna, and email Donna Martin Graduates Podcast at gmail.com. Yes. All of those <laughs> things. And yes. <laughs> do it. And guys, I'm really desperate for some positive affirmation. So please. I just swept all my hair off. So please, please leave us five-star reviews and say nice things about us or maybe send us a note on our gmail account we would love it say something nice about her hair so yes, you will not see it in its short state you'll just have to use your imagination yes all right and that's all for this week we will see you next week with episode 18 stand up and deliver goodbye bye, bye.